Hey y'all, listen, it's time we stop playing it small, but it's also time for real conversations like the ones we used to have until 3 a.m. with our besties in the Taco Bell parking lot collide with the real people full of perspective on topics that are, well, maybe uncomfortable, but the ones that make it preach to those who need it. So come on, come have a seat with me. After all, I'm still the same OG. Oh my gosh. What's up, everybody? I am so excited that you guys are here with me today. And I'm so glad that you have taken my invitation to come and have a seat with me. I'm your host, G, GG, whatever you know me by. But most of all, I'm here. And I am so excited. And so I just wanted to take some time first with this very first episode of the Have a Seat podcast to let you guys know what you're going to be getting yourself into every single Friday. That's right. This is dropping every Friday. And I'm so pumped because if you know me, Fridays are just my day. Friday is the day that I get a fresh pair of Nikes. Fridays are most of the time the days I go get a fresh Manny, a fresh Petty. And so why not take you along on my Friday adventures, right? So let's get into this. Who am I? I am a mom. I am a writer. I'm a dancer. I am a daughter. I also happen to be a widow. And man do I have some stuff to tell y'all. This is not going to be one of those fluff type of podcasts. It's going to be straight to the point. It's going to make you think. And I promise you more than anything, I am going to shift your perspective on the everyday conversations that a lot of people are afraid to have that I feel are very necessary in this season of the world and life that can help anyone, whether you're 5, 15, 25, or 95. So, Thank you so much for trusting me. Thank you so much for allowing me to be in your space. But most of all, again, thank you for coming to have a seat with me. So let's get into this first episode. And I thought it was only best that this first episode would happen to really drop on a Friday. That this episode would happen to drop the day that I get a fresh pair of Nikes in the mail. But I thought it would be best that on this first episode, if I tell you how I even got to this point of pressing the launch button. So I hope you're down for a little history because I got a lot of time and I have a lot of history to tell you of how we got to this day, this era, but most of all, how you have really been the forefront of what is about to come. So let's rewind. Time as if we could. It is 20. 11. Life was good. I was young. I was free. I was living my dream. I was a nanny to the most three beautiful children. Um, I had just moved back from Columbus, Ohio. I was in college there. And I had taken this nanny position because if I'm honest, I had moved home in the middle of a tragedy. My grandfather, who was my best, best friend, had passed away. And he begged me to move home before he passed. And so I moved home and I never went back. Well, 
I was also in an engagement at that time. I ended that engagement and my best friend, may she rest in peace. And I took this one year sabbatical from dating. I know who would have ever thunk at 23 years old, you take a sabbatical from dating. I was trying to live my whole best life out here in these streets. But I I said yes. And I said yes because my best friend was a girl who was adamant. When she knew it was something that God called her to, she ran with it. She never looked back. And I would be lying to y'all to tell y'all that I was so like all in. Actually, I was really all out and I just wanted her to shut up. And so I said, yeah, I'll do it with her. So for a full year, me and my girl Tasha took a sabbatical and we studied the book of Esther. We studied Proverbs 31 and we studied Titus 2 for 12 months. I don't know if y'all know the Bible, but none of those chapters and books are long enough to study for 12 months. Unless you're hungry for a real change in your everyday life. And so throughout that year, I had pleaded with God, begged God to like, just let me be done with dating. Dating was overrated. Um, there were no great guys and the guy that I was engaged to, he was phenomenal and he still is an amazing person. We're still friends. And I just, I just didn't want to have to go through the nonsense anymore. You know, all my young single ladies, let me be honest with you. Everything is worth the wait. Even when you don't feel like waiting. Yes, moms, I helped you out. Everything is worth waiting for. Even when you don't feel like waiting. Two snaps for all the ports out there. But when God is in something, you just have to trust him. And so that brings me to August of 2011. It had been a full year to the day that we had taken this sabbatical of non-dating. How crazy were we? And if you know anything about social media, back in 2011, it was not that big of a thing like it is now. And there was this website called Tag. My roommate in college, her mom was a little etchy. And, you know, it was, we were just trying to be young, okay? We were trying to live our best life. Well, her mom was on the spectrum of, like, overprotective. And so we had made this fake page with all of my photos, all of my information, and we posted it on this website called Tag. Little did I know that my roommate would eventually go home because things just got out of hand. And I never thought anything of it because she used it for, like, you know, communicating with her friends back at home to let them know that she was really having a good time. And here I was just like, yeah, those are my photos. You need new ones? Let me give them to you. You guys, I did not think that when she left to go back and cancel this, to turn it off, stop notifications, none of that. It was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, I set it up for her and then we rocked and rolled and we still did our thing. We lived life and it was hilarious. I checked my email for the first time, I don't know, in forever. And I had all of these freaking notifications from this website. And I'm like, oh, these don't belong to me. They belong to her. So I can just delete them. But something caught my attention. There was this one email from this guy and it was like, hey, we're from the same city. 
I've been looking for a Georgia girl. And I was like, yeah, no thanks, bro. Slide, delete. So I go try to log into this freaking website so I can dismantle all the things. So I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I just came out of this super spiritual, holier-than-thou sabbatical, and I don't want nothing to do with nobody. I'm just going to do me, blah, 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 blah. Y'all, hot mess express. I log in. I go through this email. I didn't even open it to read it. I literally deleted it. Two weeks goes by. And Homeboy sends me another freaking email. It wasn't Apple yet where you could like do not disturb or slide and delete without people knowing that you slid and deleted them. No, it notified you. It sure did. Mm-hmm. So two weeks goes by and the first line of this like, you know, preview says, I see that you weren't interested in what I wrote the first time. So I figured I'd try again. Thirsty much? Yes. But it was cute at 22. So I opened this particular email that day. And it was the sweetest thing. It literally pulled on every heartstring that I had. And I was hooked. So here I am going through all these photos on this person's page. And I am like, dang. Wait a minute. You go to the same school my best friend goes to. Let me go find your name. Let me go find your, like, you know, your Facebook profile. Instagram wasn't really a thing back then. MySpace was still up and running. It was comical. But then I hit the jackpot. I found pictures that I could send to my very best friend. And I said, AOU, you in this picture with this dude. Who was that? If you know anything about me in real life, you know. I could literally be the CIA. I am good at my job because it's also what I went to college for. (laughs) So like I am good at finding out all the things. Well, little did I know that my best friend had gone to school with this dude since kindergarten. My homegirl hung out with him all the time. But then I got concerned because I was always with these two people. Yet I had never met this dude. His sister played softball, which was my sport of choice. His brother played baseball, which means that his parents were still at the same field that I was always at. I was trying to figure out how in the world did someone this beautiful that lives in the same small town go to the same school as all of my friends? We partied with the same people. We knew the same people. Somehow we had not yet met. I was willing to get down to the the bottom of it. And so guess what I did? I sent a freaking reply. And I said, tell me about yourself. Y'all, how freaking cheesy. Out of all the things, this dude literally poured his heart out. And I literally sent him back a one line saying, So tell me about yourself as if he hadn't done enough. Yep, I was that girl. So fast forward a week later, I agree to meet up with this guy. I am nannying still, but the Kentucky State Fair was in town. And if you are from the Kentucky area, you know it is a big deal 
It was the first night, so it was opening night. It was all the things good, good food, good rides. It was definitely the place to be. The boys that I nannied for, they were twins. They were 11. They played basketball and football. So I was picking them up from practice, and I was like, you know what? It's Friday. They don't have nowhere to be. Their sister had a full-time job, so she was going to be at work. So it was my treat. I was treating the boys to the fair just so I could go on a date. (laughs) But they were going to be my cop-out if once I got there, if I had been catfished, I had a way out. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I know y'all are too perfect. Y'all don't make mistakes like that. Y'all would never do that to anyone. Go judge your mom. I had to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row because pimping ain't easy. Okay. Just being honest. So I show up to the house. I pick up the boys and I get a phone call and I'm like, oh crap. I gave this dude my number. Shoot. I know he ain't about to cancel. That's dumb. We ain't even met yet, right? So he decides that he wants to meet us at our house first. Nah, bro, I don't do that. Where they do that at? That's not for me. So in my mind, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, we can meet you at the fair. But out of my mouth said, let me send you the address. You guys, what the heck was I thinking? I'm really not sure. But all I know is this beautiful, beautiful man pulls up in what I called the Green Monster F-150. I am a girl that loves cars. That was me and my granddaddy's thing. He shows up. The music is loud. And if you know, you know. He steps out of the truck in a black fitted Atlanta Braves hat, a black shirt, black shorts, a pair of J's and Nike socks. I could smell him literally from the window to the front porch. I quickly text my cousin and I said, I think my husband just showed up, but I'm going to play like I don't know. And he texted me back and was like, Oh, wait, the date's today. I so cheesily answered the door like, oh, dang, you got here fast, as if I wasn't looking out the window. But you guys, August 27, 2011, my life forever changed. That guy quickly turned into my best friend. Two and a half years later, We got married on March 16th, 2013. And a chapter of the best book being written started. John Simmons was my husband and he was my very best friend. He gave me the world. He also gave me three beautiful daughters. And a dream that we had when we first started talking very quickly was, man, we should start a YouTube channel. And if you know anything about digital arts and all the things, that is my jam. I like being behind the screen. I'm really not a person that has to be seen. I'm okay being in the background, 
I am a server at heart. I love serving people. I love to love people without the recognition. But Jay had a way of making me do hard things that pushed me to be great. And so for the next nine and a half years, that YouTube channel always came up. And I always said, no, I don't think it's time yet. I don't think it's time yet. Two years ago, it was April. We were sitting at our kitchen table. And God had quickly given us what I thought was a new beginning. But unbeknownst to me, was what would have been the last time we sat down and put concrete dreams on paper. And when we got to that word YouTube channel, I quickly said, can we at least just start with a podcast? Because our conversations in Pillow Talk are really, really dope. And I think that a lot of people could learn a lot just from the conversations that we have. And so unbeknownst to you guys, Have a Seat, the podcast, literally started two years ago in my home at a kitchen table, what we used to call roundtable discussions with our best friends and our family and people that just were welcomed into our home. We started that podcast then. There was no recording. There was no microphone. There were just genuine people who wanted to sit down at the table and talk about the hard stuff. And get real and get vulnerable. And so here I am. Months after my husband unexpectedly passed away. Doing what we said we were going to do. Launching the podcast. Where you get to come and have a seat with me. And you get to hear the stories. And the conversations. That people who just need to be heard or people who have something that needs to be said that they're not comfortable with saying, but know is necessary, are given the space and platform to come and do that, to get so comfortable with having hard, uncomfortable conversations. So this is just episode one. And I'm glad that you have decided to come and have a seat with me. The next four episodes, I can promise you, will be a little hard. There might be a lot of tears, a lot of sniffling. But I want to introduce you to the greatest part of this podcast. And even though he won't be here to tell his part of the story... He left me with the best parts to tell you. And so, I cannot wait until you guys tune back in next Friday. Because I want to introduce you to Jay. The guy, the myth, the legend, and the coach. But most of all, the real dream, (laughs) the real voice and coach and leader into my best friend. So, 
see y'all next Friday where we get uncomfortable, but comfortable enough to have hard conversations. And where you can always know that if it's not at your table, you always have a seat with me. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to accept my invitation to come into my home, to come and have a seat with me, but to allow yourself to actually be vulnerable enough to ask the hard questions, to enjoy the journey. Listen, I will always make this space a space where you can be free, where you can be who you are, but where you know that no matter what, when you get up from the table and walk back out my door, that the next time you feel like you just need a space, that you can always come back and have a seat with me. So until next time, do me a favor, go grab your best friend and tell them, hey girl, listen, I just found the new place that we can go and have those conversations. The ones that we sat around in the Taco Bell at 3 a.m. having, but a place where someone else just gets it. They're willing to get in the trenches with us. They're willing to cry, wipe our tears, laugh really loud, but get uncomfortable with having the hard conversations. But more than anything, please know, you can always come knock on my door because I'll always have a seat ready for you.